There used to be a time when the only way to share your gaming experience was to invite your friend over to your house, dangling the carrot of hope that they would get to play your copy of Ocarina of Time. In today's world of on-demand and streaming gameplay, I can watch someone beat the same game in under 20 minutes and I never even have to put on pants. Studies show that services like Twitch, Mixer, YouTube, and the like are stunting the influx of rich, single-player experiences from both the AAA big developers as well as smaller indies. Is this as much an epidemic as the statistics say? Or are these games and developers suffering because they are one-dimensional and lack imagination? This is what we want to talk about this week on the Free Play Podcast. You are listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. What's up, nerds? Okay, well, My name is Bubba Stallcup. We'll discuss. Well, oh, are we starting? Are we doing this? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing I thought we were still talking about next week's episode. Just, I was, was going to try and roll right into it, and it didn't work. What's <laughs> up, nerds? My name is Matt Warmbier, and you are listening to the Free Play Podcast with uh, our host. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing so good. It's like written right in front of you. Go for with it. With our host. No, no, no. That's not. You have to. Is this you real? You say the name. Is this no. Oh, sorry. Bubba Stalkup. Hey, what's up, guys? Wow. And Kate Katawaki. Yeah. This is the best day of my life. There's more. And just kidding. I'm that so glad sad. you're here. I wasn't reading that. I was just making it up. <laughs> Wait, who are you? Uh, who you know, are I'm you? Matt what are you I'm your oh. chief missions nerd. And I'm just so <laughs> I love glad how you had here. to read it. <laughs> you had to read that. What in the world? It's, just, not, it's like it's such an, it's a, like, it's an awkward... It's an awkward title. Like, just call me like I think it's missions fitting. nerd. What I I what? don't know. I'm not chief of anything. <laughs> I'm just so glad you guys are here. Oh In today's episode, we're going to talk about the like how Twitch is killing the single player games, and uh, it's just going to be great. This is doing? the best intro that I've is this ever. Real? Oh, oh yeah, is I'm me? using this. Are you kidding me? Uh, it is too gold not to use. Oh guys, thank you, Matt, for doing that. That's uh, you're welcome. Well, I was just trying to roll this along here. I can have a baby wake up at any time now. Aaron's out of town. I have Penny asleep. The kids are doing who knows what. <laughs> I told them to get me if it was an emergency, but hopefully they're in their rooms playing flick 'em up and playing go to bed. Okay. So we'll see. Well, they're probably not playing the last one because I know kids probably. and they hate that game. They do, but uh, the girls are usually pretty much like it's eight o'clock. Like I want to go to bed, and I'm like, what? "All right, let's go, let's do it." You got it, Kate. Are you like that? Do you get sleepy at about 100%. eight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's <Maybe. a> yes. <laughs> that was kind of a Actually, simple yes no. or no. <laughs> well, I guess it's more like I don't nine. Know. Depends on who's asking. Uh, <laughs> if I if I look at my phone and it's nine fifteen, I'm like, "Whoa, we need to go to bed right now." Oh man, this blows your nap time here. <laughs> That's what's going to be on a shirt for Matt. Like if we did shirts for every one of us uh, hosts on this podcast, Matt's would say, "Oh, we're just blowing through nap time, aren't we?" I, I mean, you, like <laughs> I have a nap almost every day. How do you wow. do that? I'm a lot older than you guys. I've learned That's to tune fair. out children. Like I can sleep on the couch. You've seen photos. Oh, like no, where I've I'm seen like it in person. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out on the couch. And like, there's this chaos around me. Like, and it's white noise to me. I mean, I'm, I'm out. Wow. <laughs> oh man, this I is wish the, that could be me. This is the intro I needed. I, I've had a bit of a hard week. I told you guys before we started rolling um, that we're just having car issues. Like every yeah. everything, we're down to one car. My car died on the way to work one day, and it just it's the. The technician, the mechanic, he said, I've never seen something like this happen to a car before. He said he pulled <laughs> he said he pulled three gallons of gas out of my oil. What? I don't know, man. Well, I, let me ask, did no. you put gas in the oil 
spot? Are you not supposed to? I mean, like, why would you do you? that? All I'm of the, it's just you see you see an orifice in a car and you put gas in it and then it makes your car go. I know a lot about my car. I know that it's brown. Mm, okay, um, go on. I've named it the Blase because it okay. is a Chevy Blazer and I think it's mm. fancy. It is. Um, 100%. But no, so I got this car like super duper secondhand and something happened. Perhaps he he said he, he legitimately told me he had to replace the spider in the car. I did not even know mm. that that was a thing. He I don't might, know anything about cars, so I don't know what that is. All of the mechanics in made up. listening to this are probably like, you just got straight taken to the cleaners. I can't believe that you paid for that. Uh, but anyway, he did it. And I'm supposed to be able to pick my car up tomorrow. But we're also trying to go on a vacation slash love thy nerd Gen Con recon trip. (laughs) And so I can't be paying for all of this and paying for really what we had to do is get a – we had to rent a van to drive 935,000 miles from Texas to Kentucky. Let let me just ask you this question. What are you most – what are you most nervous about staying at my house? (laughs) <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, most nervous about uh, yeah. probably. Um, I don't know. I bet I'm going to dream spider, weird at your house. Spiders. I'm sure yeah. of it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to. You know what? Do you, I, do you do that a lot? No, not well. I mean, we did. I, Anna and I both woke up and we're like, "You're not going to believe the dream that I had. It was just weird." <laughs> Um, so I think that my brain is trying to get me ready for your house, not Kentucky, okay. but just your house in general. Uh, I think I'm going to dream about Zelda a lot. Um, That's fine. Yeah, specifically The Legend of. Okay. Yep. You know what? I think you're going to walk out of there with those weird shoes that he wears and an old man shawl. Do you wear weird shoes? What are the weird shoes I wear? (laughs) Well, when I saw you in October, last October, I noticed your footwear and it made me uncomfortable. What is it? I don't know. It's like too much of your foot is out. It's like put it away. His feet. What are you talking about? His footwear is his feet. <laughs> no, but I it's like wearing, if you're, okay, you're I was wearing, wearing sandals. Your, yeah, I was that's wearing what I was sandals. You're like your your leather strap sandals. They weren't even leather. Uh, like they're, they're leather straps. There there was just I don't know. It looks like it was a sandal trying to be a shoe. And it's like it, if you're it, a sandal, that's kind of what sandals are. Sandal. No, no. What he was wearing wasn't like a normal sandal. Okay, everyone. I, I had a. I was wearing a Tiva, which goes across like the top of the foot, like near the toes, and then like kind of around the low ankle, so it doesn't fall off your foot. Uh, I mean, that's technically a sandal, not a shoe. <laughs> And I, I don't know. I did say, say though, I did say Socks something no to you though, there about it. There was no socks. No socks. Oh, that's wow, what bothers gross. me is when people like wear like sandals, sandals with no. pants. Sandals no. and pants. See, sandals are supposed to go with shorts, aren't they? It looks weird when you wear them with pants. That's what maybe you in like Southern California. Because you don't wear pants there. You wear shorts. <laughs> Matt is all about the sandals and pants game. Look at his face. Look at his face. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> all right. Great episode, everyone. I'm yeah. Cut it here. I love, I love this. I love it so much. Oh, man. What, hey, mean, what does that even mean? Like, what? I just thought you should cover mm. it up. I don't know. Put a sock over the whole thing. No. So like, here's the hypocrisy of it all. Trip, the whole time that Kate's in here throwing shade, she is uh, <laughs> selling us tickets to the gun show. I'm seeing her too much tank. upper it's, arm right now. It's a tank top. Yeah, it's yeah. a sandal, okay? <laughs> it's an upper body sandal. <laughs> it just came for me in the mail today. Uh, it looks I great. Did you wash it before it. you wore it? No. Gross. It's fine. I yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily buy clothes online, but I think our listeners should. Whenever our Love Thy Nerd t-shirts are available online, everybody 100%. should definitely buy that. And our Love Thy Nerd Tevas. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to shut that down. That's wheeling and well, dealing here. Too bad. Are they it's a sponsor? Or? That would be cool. Like you be. get the LTN on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And so like You're welcome. footprints in the sand. Yep. Like, Even like, if they were Jesus. a sponsor, I wouldn't wear it. You couldn't pay me enough. Well, I, I think that you would wear them if they were a sponsor. I don't ever wear open-toed any type of shoe ever. 
ever. Hey, I don't even well, own that. then that's your fault. Don't put the shame on me, okay? <laughs> it's not shame. I'm just saying. If sounds, I'm sounds going like on a trip a thousand miles away, I'm going to save some room and not pack shoes and not pack socks. So I'm going to wear Tevas because... <laughs> But like what if somebody stop, dropped something on your shop. foot? It would be exposed. Ooh. Your foot would be crushed. Ooh. You would. Do, they, we have feet doctors. No, I wore those to the Virgin Islands. I wore those to Texas and California. Oh, and jet a couple times. All of California, the nifty fifty United to States, Michigan, like all <laughs> over the place, and I'm fine. So Maybe no, no one wanted to say anything to you until now. You lose. I don't know. I'm trying to help you. You lose. Oh, is that what you're doing? You're trying to help? You have an interesting <laughs> way of helping. Yeah. Okay, you're off the podcast. This is over. We're done. Well, I don't know what this has to do with my car, but I like it. I don't know how we got here, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad you guys have been having great weeks. Probably. Let's fire it up here. Yeah, we uh, we never got that. Guys, we are uh, recording way later than we usually do. We're, we're like three hours past our record time. We should have been we should have been done at home playing Mario Aces or something yeah, like that by now. Seriously. But here I've we are. Since 430. Since 4:30. I've been up since 4:30. Oh, you've been up since 4:30. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's cool. Yeah. No, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um I have not been let's up since 4:30. Yeah. Let's Speaking of along. moving it along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about what we have been playing. Uh, Kate, let's kick it off with you at the same way we do every week. What have you been playing? Per usual. Um, huge update. I now have 157 vault dwellers in my Fallout shelter. To be fair, that's not a huge update to anybody because last we checked, you had 100. So you that's have 57 new people in a week. Are yeah, you serious? You know how much work that took me to get? What, what are they doing? They're getting food and water and electricity. You know, like I feel like me. What do you being mean? What are they doing? We'll say six people. That's enough for me. Six being over. Counting Aaron, you know, like being like kind oh, of not, like you're not talking about in the game. You're talking like human. No, people. no, no. Like I have like five children. I have Aaron to look out for. Like she stays home with the kids. So like the pressure of bringing home, you know, some type of money <laughs> is there. But 157 <laughs> people. That's too much. No, they they do no, all the work. It's perfect. They do, do they? all the work. and But the thing is, this is what I love. They make you money. They make me money. It's resource management. You can appreciate that, can't you? I can. You like board games. This yeah, is, right. oh my gosh, I'm, it's just great. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> let's see how many more people I can get in my vault before next Monday. So I've been jamming. Okay. Well, all you did was 57 though. Like that's what I'm saying, Kate. I expected <sighs> more out of you. No freaking way. I had to build all these radio studios to get people from the wasteland. I had to throw yeah. people in all these rooms to make them make more people. I had to oh, make sure all those people had out. Podcast. I don't, I don't like don't. that. I, don't I, like hey, I had to make sure. Humans. I had to make sure that they weren't related. Otherwise, they wouldn't <laughs> make any more people for my oh, vault. Oh, man. You got to read the descriptions then, don't you? No, if you just put two related people in the room, they're like, nothing like spending time with family. And oh. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. So what do you mean? I've, been, what do you mean? I've been grinding on this game and just getting stuff done. Okay. I'm about over halfway the, the whole space you have oh, to yeah. build your vault. And I read a rumor that I think you can only have 200 people in your vault. I hope that's wrong because there's no way I'm going to get all the way to the bottom. Sure there is. You just got to move people around. No, but a maximum of 200. You can't fit any more in. Well, you got to kick out it's the chunks. Against, mm, That's true. I've been working with them all raising their skills, so none of them are chumps now. You got to go send them on quests. I'm doing air quotes. Mm, I see. Yeah. Well, besides that, I've also been putting in a ton of work in Fallout 4. You can see the theme here is still Fallout. <laughs> We've had a gnarly heat wave here, so there's been nothing to do except just sit in the dark and try and get some cold air. So I've just been playing Fallout this whole weekend. Nice. It's great. Yeah, I have a new favorite companion. My first it? favorite was the detective, Nick Valentine. Mm -hmm. My second favorite is Hancock, the mayor of Good Neighbor. So it's been a lot of fun. I've only raged a couple more times. Oh, Nick Valentine I just is the... Every two seconds. He's the Sims he's the detective. Yeah. detective. Yeah. He's not a bot. How dare you? Well, whatever. How dare you speak that way about him? Yeah, well, don't tell him I said that. 
Oh, and I finally, I think, decided which faction I'm going to side with. I think I'm going to side it. with the railroad. Gryffindor. 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 No, I'm a Slytherin. Um, that makes sense. Must be Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I think I'm going to side with the railroad, which is big mistake. What are they, what are they you done? Don't even know. Nothing. You don't even know. They built the railroad. Whatever. Who did you side with then? Have you even played? I don't see it listed on your thing. Yeah, I didn't play this week. Probably but Brotherhood of Steel. Who did you side with then? No, not the freaking Brotherhood. <laughs> no way. The they were mean militia. to me. What are the other ones? Uh, the, the Minutemen. The Minutemen. 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 I went to talk to somebody at the Brotherhood of Steel, and they were so mean to me. I was like, my gosh, this is cyberbullying. They were so rude. <laughs> it's like, you think you're so freaking cool? Forget it. I'm done. No, yeah, look at the armor. them. That's what you I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about their armor. That's Matt's. Matt's answer to everything. Just steal from them. That'll teach <laughs> no, them. you. You wear their armor around. I you don't care. Okay. At least it's not the Brotherhood. You're you're good. The railroad. It's really cool. I don't want to get into a ton of other spoilers, but because you know people get sensitive about spoilers. People, yeah. Uh, the Brotherhood. Yeah. Well, Matt, what have you been playing, dude? Uh, not as much. I feel like I go through these weeks of like feast and famine and I, I, I feel like I have quite a few listed here more than Kate, but I haven't played Hulk. that much. <clears throat> I just was honest about what hey, I played. I know. I, know I really appreciate No, I appreciate wow, you that. You guys are testy. Man, this, this is good. Uh, so I've been playing, I've been playing Mario Tennis Aces and that's like the biggest, like the most of a video game I've been playing. And it like, you're right. It gets freaking hard. Did it you make it through so, the story? Like, no, heck no. I just made it past Shy Guys. Oh, and I wow. did the Shy Guys. No, Shy Guys, no problem. I had some problem with the, the mansion, the, the haunted oh, mansion. Oh, yeah. I didn't get the mirror racket because it like, it's just ridiculous. Oh, man. I, I, I was going to go ahead and come back to it. Nah. I know. So I'm just come back get, to get the, I, I get every one of those rackets before I do the boss fight. That's what I tried to do. I tried like 10 <clears> times. I was like, move it on. <laughs> well, no, I'll come back to it. But uh, I think the biggest frustration in the in the game is Boo. Have you like played online against Boo at all? Yeah, he can curve a shot after he hits it. It's so terrible. It is yeah. terrible. I don't want this game anymore. When you're playing online Sounds against terrible. someone, like I, I decided to do the online tournament, and uh, like my first opponent was Boo, and I was like, oh, Boo, no problem. Boo to Boo, you know? Yeah. So like, <laughs> I, I seriously, in, in our match, I maybe hit the ball twice. Oh, yeah. It was awful. I was like, this character is broken. Okay. He's so, so broken. Here we go. Are you ready um, for pro tips? Are you ready I, for I, Mario? I need, like, I need to do like the flip shot, like tap my my right stick over or, you know, towards the, towards the shot. That's so it. I you already know it. that you already know the pro tip. But I, I feel like I, he just doesn't do it the way I want to do it. Who are you using? Are you sh- are you sure it's not in, user error? In that, I used Waluigi. Maybe I don't know. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. If you if you're online and you want to just rack up some points, use Waluigi and uh, use Bowser Junior because they have the widest range that they can do the, the special trick shot in. Because so they're defensive. Yeah, when you when you flick the thumbstick left or right or up or down in the direction, it has the widest. He does like the weird, the weird yeah, moonwalk it has the moonwalk. thing. Yeah, but he, uh, he uh, Waluigi and Bowser Jr. can go all the way across the court. Okay, so that's good to know. At this point, I'm not sure I can even do the tournament again. Oh the yeah, one you can. can I? Okay. Oh, well, yeah. The one good thing about all of that is, even though I lost in about a minute in the first round, <laughs> I did unlock somebody. Should I say who? Oh yeah, it's, I, it's, yeah, it's Koopa. So you, yeah, it's Koopa, and he Spoilers. is spoilers. Like oh my god, he's the a game character is I always use in any game I'm able to use in, like Mario Kart, Mario Tennis. <laughs> name another game he might be in. I don't know. I play Mario uh, Kart, Mario Kart, and SNES. Either way, I always use him. So, like when I saw him, I was so happy. I was angry because I just lost so quickly, but I was happy. I was like. What's some positive out of that? Here's uh, the thing about it. It doesn't really, that I've seen, it doesn't matter if you lose one match in a minute or if you win a thousand matches and get a billion points. You, I know, but I wanted to keep Koopa going Troopa. in the tournament. I know. I, I just wanted to keep moving in the tournament though, you know? Well, it could have been you worse. Know. 
I played today right. Mario Aces before in my in between before I came back up here, and I was playing. I was Waluigi, and I was playing okay. against Rosalina, and the person on the other end had one bar of Wi-Fi. And oh, I love it that. Was choppy, sketch as all get out, man. That's worse than me. Yeah, it's it was. You can't even you can't even anticipate what's going to happen. So a lot of the blocks and parries and stuff are timed. You can't. You just can't do that. Yep. So I'm sorry. Could be worse. Well, I look forward to playing with other people besides my kids who also beat me. So, I mean, it's we'll definitely play when I come down. <laughs> for sure. well, only Avon beats me. The other kids, no problem. Uh, but yeah, looking forward <laughs> to play against other people. Uh, and then they rounded out. I played Burgle Bros. We lost in the last room with like two like tiles left to go. We lost, which is terrible. Uh, Avon bought Flick'em Up, which has been a lot of fun. Played King Domino. Does he get a job? Like, what's going on? This kid's buying all kinds yeah, of stuff. He, birthday he monies? Had, or yeah, he had birthday monies. He had mm-hmm. saved up that, you know, he decided. We, we found this uh, new game store in town. I Aaron was going to Michael's to pick up some crafting stuff. And I was like, hey, go in there and see if they have some gold-colored paint that's kind of sparkly for, you know, when I pay my Gloomhaven people. She's like, hey, what's this place right next door? It's a game shop. She go in there and see if there's any. I was like, yeah, you got it. So I even went in there and he bought the cup. <laughs> and they didn't have any paint. Moral of the story, just, you know, go to Michael's, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, we're playing, we've been playing that. Super fun. Uh, King Domino. And like I mentioned earlier, I have all the children here because uh, Aaron's out of town. So I'm hoping none of them wake up or barge into this room while we're recording. <laughs> we'll see. Well, Surprises. It, it may happen. So just deal with it. Yeah, it's fine. We just roll with it because that's life, and that's a good life. Yeah. Well, good or not, it's it's yours. So it's a life. It's yeah. a life I have. Um. Well, I have been playing Monopoly Gamer. Is that the Mario one? That's the Mario one. And don't scoff at this game because not only did I play it, I played it with my kids last week, and then I turned around and I brought it on Sunday to my in-laws' house, and we played it with. Uh, Anna, myself, and my mother-in-law, and both Anna and my mother-in-law hate Mar- uh, Monopoly. Absolutely hate it because it's so stinking skeevy. Like that game, everybody knows that game ruins relationships. It really does. It just does. Yeah. So this one, we got done. I mean, the game took us pff, half hour to play, maybe. Really? Yeah, it's a quick. It, I mean, that oh, game so just like moves. a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, you're constantly that you don't you don't have like ones and fives and tens, fifties, hundreds, all this stuff. You have one coins and five coins, and you're constantly picking coins up and dropping coins. And instead of rolling two numbered dice, you roll one six d one d six, and then you also ro- roll a special die at the same time, and it allows you to throw a green shell, a red shell, uh, a pow and a squid and I think a three coin. So, uh, but you're constantly just like, people are dropping coins, you're passing over, you're getting them. The Monopoly spaces, there are only two properties per Monopoly. So the board itself is smaller. And when you pass go, you trigger a boss fight. And the boss fight is, you know, you roll a certain number and if you win, then you get to do what's on the card. So it's like $20. We picked it up from uh, our local grocer, which is H-E-B, not a sponsor unless they want to be. And um, we we picked that up a couple of weeks ago, probably a month and a half ago. And I've just been waiting to play it with Caleb, who is grounded, uh, but he has these little spots where we unground him every now and again. Um and so we got to play that. But I, I recommend it. I talked about this way back when it released. I say way back like it was years ago. But whenever it released, I think we actually talked about it on the arcade. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we did, and I think we kind of bashed it at first. Well, I, I said that I would be interested if there were any if there were ever a version of Monopoly that would get me back into it. It's not the gimmicky Zelda Monopoly or even I had a Mario Monopoly, but it was still Monopoly. They just changed the pieces and the properties. They didn't change any of the mechanics that made Monopoly terrible. Monopoly Gamer does that. And it's really interesting because there's another version of it called Monopoly Gamer Mario Kart. 
So it's basically mm. the same thing, but you're, you're using Mario Kart pieces and the different properties are different tracks. So it comes with four characters. I think it comes with Mario, Peach, uh, Yoshi, and Donkey Kong. And then they sell like booster packs that have, have extra characters in them. So like Tanuki Mario, Fire Mario, Rosalina, Wario, Luigi, you know, some of those guys. Um, I think Toad's one of them too, and I'm missing a couple, but you can buy them and they all have their own special abilities that they can, you know, use whenever you land on the star or, you know, roll the power or whatever. So it's, it's really fun. Like I've, I've not honestly recommended a game in a long time, like truly wholeheartedly endorsed and recommended a game, but I'm going to recommend Mario Monopoly to everybody. Um, I have not. I've not played a game and had like the the opposite reaction of what I thought I was going to have going into it in a very long time. And so Anna and my mother-in-law, both at the end of the game, that was their first game. And they were like, I would play this again. I like this game. So I like that. All uh, right. Um, also, did I mention last week that I, maybe I did, that I played Commissioned? Did I talk about no. that? Nope. Probably not. So we had a chance. Oh, I couldn't have because I played it on the 4th of July. That's so a, yeah. we took um, we took commission from Kara Games, and I have had zero luck getting this game to table. And, Kate, do you know what I'm talking about when I say commissioned? Do you remember seeing that game when we had it? I think there was a copy of I, it. It's not unfamiliar. I just don't. It sounds familiar. Yeah. So, uh, Kara Games, uh, they do, uh, they have three seeds, they have unauthorized, um, they have this game in that commission, and then they also have, I think it's Soul of the Empire that just uh, finished a Kickstarter not that long ago. Anyway, good friends of ours, uh, supporters of LTN, friends of LTN, uh, we love them a lot. And I've been trying to get commissioned to, to the table for a long time. And this game is, its base mechanic is that it's reverse pandemic. So instead of trying to squash all the little pieces that are spreading, you're actually trying to spread all the little pieces because the basic mechanics of the game are you are trying to spread Christianity. And oh. I'll, I'll be honest with you, that in and of itself was enough to make me go, uh, I don't know if this is going to work as a game. Um, because I, you know, I've lived in the Christian world for long enough to know that if you slap, you know, Christianity on anything, it just instantly lowers whatever that thing is like two or three notches, sometimes yeah. below the radar. Mm -hmm. So I, I was thinking to myself and I talked to Matt about it and I was like, I think I just got to have the right group of people to play this game with that'll really be able to kind of get past the... The story of it, I don't want to make it sound bad, but that won't get hung up on the fact that this is, as Caleb, my six-year-old, calls it, a god game. And so uh, we finally did, and I took it to my in-law's house. And so Anna, uh, my mother-in-law, father-in-law, myself, we played this game and loved it, like absolutely loved it. It, it, has, it has such a good mechanic to it. It's the right amount of hard that we lost. I mean, we got completely decimated because you would Dang. think, oh, you want to build up big and then spread out from there. But if you build up big, there are different cards that you do, the trial cards that you play that'll actually affect certain regions. So if you're all still in the same region, then everybody gets wrecked at the same time. So it's like early Christianity where you want to spread, spread out as much as you can. So... It, I, I think it's intentional, 100% intentional, but you, you unintentionally learn things about Christianity as even just the mechanics of how it spread as you're playing the game. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So I think it's a great game. I loved it. And here again, my in-laws were like, I, I want to play this game again because it has like you have to be very specific about how you do your moves and your, your strategy and all sorts of stuff. And like I said, we got decimated. We we spread ourselves too thin at the beginning, and then we got hit by a flood, and a flood takes one away from everything, and it ended up squashing like four of our territories. So, mm, well, you yeah. should have built an an ark. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think that that's how. Yeah, well, yeah. But um, 
but anyway, so we we played commissioned, and if you haven't played that game, it's it's worth it. Pick it up. Um, the rules are a little difficult to understand. I think that uh, those could have been done a little bit better. But uh, if you need help, let me know. I will be sure to clarify as much of it as I possibly can. And we played Flip Ships the same day. That game is just absolutely one hundred percent fun. Uh, it's. It's not the same as flick them up, but it has the same basic mechanics where you're, you're, you're flicking, you know, dials all over the place. Yeah, it's fun. Super fun. Um, and then we also got to play Beasts of Balance Battles, the beta of that. And, uh, at, you know, being a backer on Kickstarter, they said, hey, if you want to join the beta, get in on it. And it's fun. It adds uh, a whole nother level to Beasts of Balance where you're just, you're not just stacking with each other and hoping the other person makes it fall. But you can actually steal the beasts that your opponent has created from them. And mm-hmm. if, like, if you can play a three-player game. So if the three of us were playing and I knocked over the tower, then, like, whoever was in, let's say Matt was in the lead, then Kate, you and I would both have to stack the tower or Matt would win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That reminds me of that game... Um was like the circus game and you had to stack the little things i don't remember what it was called the one with the music and it yeah. was really funny yeah, Meeple, Meeple circus, circus. Yeah. that was good reminds me of that a good little tie-in yeah also a great game mm-hmm. love meeple circus that was fun i really don't understand what the whose game was that whose was that Drew brought that oh because i was like if it's chris's i kind of want to play it no. I could just go to his house and play it, but if it's Drew's, I'd have to drive like way farther. Get it, yeah, to Nashville. <laughs> Get on. Uh, you have the internet. Barely. You have mm-hmm. kind. Of, you have like. Well, a, you know, my internet's not that. You have good. a version of the internet. Well, I told you I wanted to upgrade, but you said it wouldn't be done in time. Well, th- yeah, but you wanted to call. You wanted to call your internet provider, like four hours ago. That's, <laughs> That's yeah, true. Not really how internet just say okay turn on the switch for the better one you turned it on great thanks they could have done that but i think they're gonna have to upgrade your modem so nerd stuff deal with well. it well guys moving the show right along matt had to step out because wouldn't you know it penny woke up and i if you're not a dad and you've never been in the situation where the mama has left and the dad is left to fend for himself. <laughs> We're not super awesome at multitasking like like the women folks. So he's gone. <laughs> I don't know where he is. We're we're watching his watching his uh, his sheet that usually sits behind I guess, him. Yeah, just wave wave in his AC. Uh, so anyway, I mean, we're gonna go ahead and move on. As we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Um, we are going to be talking about the state of single player games and how streaming specifically Twitch, uh, the article that we were kind of basing this conversation off of that Kate brought up specifically targets switch because it is the main offender as far as, as this topic goes, but we're going to talk about the state of single player games and what streaming may be doing, uh, statistically at least to the single player experience. Um, so, Kate, why don't you take it away? Yeah. Well, what caught my attention about this article is that I feel like I'm, I don't want to say guilty, but kind of guilty. Like, I'm that person who will watch playthroughs of some games on, well, I watch YouTube mostly, although I've seen some stuff on Twitch, and then I don't buy it. Like, I'm kind of feeding into that problem of Which games specifically? That Dragon Cancer I watched, which we'll get into a little bit here. Sorry, Ryan Green, friend of ours. That well, that was one game I've watched. Um, Well, honestly, Walking Dead, Telltale. I watched. I watched a little bit of that Dragon Cancer too, and we'll come back to to why I do those games that way. But I watched Joe Monzo's playthrough of that Dragon Cancer, and. I, I know for a fact that Monzo had nothing but pure intentions when he when he did that. He was actually trying to do it to get more people interested in the game. But, yeah, and that's the thing that the article kind of kind of talks about is like right now doing let's plays or streaming games is a form of marketing right now for games. Right. 
So it's not like people are going into the movie theater with the camera and recording it and selling it to their friends. It's kind of like, I don't, a, I don't see it this, the same as that. That's a, but that's, that's a really interesting correlation that you just made right there because we, I don't want to say we all have, but I've watched my fair share of Handycam Avengers movies, yeah, um, you know, or whatever you know movie that you you had to get off. Yeah, of Madagascar, or like. the cartoon. <laughs> we watched that at school once, and we didn't know it was a we didn't know it was a bootleg. And then yeah. somebody stood up. And yeah, we like, well, and then where you know, did you somebody, get this video? Somebody yeah. bumps the camera, or somebody yeah. walks in front of it, or you hear the rustling of somebody's Twizzlers. Yeah, somebody breathing, somebody yeah. breathing into the thing. Yeah, so. But that's interesting that's a, because that's the closest analogy. But I mean. Well, that's exactly what we're doing with single player games, right? So like if you're streaming, Kinda. if you're streaming a single player game from start to finish or even large portions of it, that's what you're doing. I mean, that's and interesting how that's not when it, when it boils, when it boils down to it, I guess that's what you're doing. But what, what to me makes it a little different is that people's intentions sometimes like aren't hey, let's bootleg this game. It's like, I'm playing through this game. I want to start a conversation about it. So I'm going to do this. Right. You know, but does it qualify technically as bootlegging? Like, It maybe? doesn't. It doesn't because the industry sets the standard. So the movie industry, the, you know, publishers and distributors mm -hmm. and all that stuff, you know, they have that thing that rolls before every home video, you know, piracy is not a victimless crime, all that stuff. None of that happens with video games. But instead, what we see is stuff like this. So, for instance, that dragon cancer mentions in this article, Ryan Green mentions in this article that it actually hurt the sales of that dragon cancer because once people ingested it, then they didn't want to go back and buy it because they already knew how it ended. Yeah. I want to read this part of the quote because he like really, this Absolutely. is a good quote from, from Ryan Greener. He says, for a short, relatively linear experience like ours, for millions of viewers, let's play recordings of our content satisfy their interest and they never go on to interact with the game in the personal way that we intended for it to be experienced. So... I mean, that's the bulk of single player games, especially indie games are based heavily on your personal experience with the game, with the narrative, with everything. So if you're watching, like I watched Jack Septicai's playthrough of that dragon cancer. Oh yeah. And he was, he was like crying and stuff. I'm like, Oh man, that's really sad. But I never got that personal experience. Cause after that, I'm like, okay, well technically I've sort of <laughs> played it and not really, but. We, we really live in in society right now where we were very wary of spoilers, you know? So like, Hey, mm -hmm. I remember in the city, you know, when star Wars stuff was coming out, it was shut your mouths off. I don't want to hear anything. If I see a star Wars spoiler, I am pulling it immediately. Anything that's even a joke about a star Wars spoiler. It's coming, coming down right now. <laughs> Cause you don't want to steal that experience from somebody because you can't experience something for the first time ever again. Yeah, I Once, will never experience God of War for the first time ever again. And that's why I was so sad when it was done. And I mean, it, sometimes it's, I, I mentioned this when I was, uh, you know, kind of DMing Asylum from Time Stories, that first campaign, when I was watching my friends go through it, just the amount of joy that it brought to me to watch them experience this game for the first time. So then you transplant that into a video game scenario and... Maybe that would be kind of a good way to to watch a live stream or a let's play of somebody else playing through a game for the first time. So you can see how they respond to different things. I don't know, though, like because I'm thinking about it. We watched Up uh, on, on YouTube TV, I don't know, three days ago with the kids. And Anna yeah. mentioned that very beginning part of Up. She said she told the kids, she's like, guys, this gets me every time. And lo and behold, she ended up crying before, you know, the end of that music and it did exactly what it was supposed to do. And it will happen every time for her because that triggers a certain emotion for her. Yeah. It would stand to reason that the same can be true about video games. So if you go back and even if you watch it played, if you go back and you experience the game, we've talked about this on several occasions, right? That when you play a game, you're becoming the character. 
Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're taking on some of the traits. You start thinking the way that that character thinks. So it's an active medium. It's not a passive medium. You're not watching it. For sure. For but sure. Still, but still, when you're watching a movie or you're watching a game being played, it can still move you. So I would say that if you like doing that and if they do move you, you probably should move into playing the game. So watch it played. That's great. But then go play the game for yourself. Experience it for yourself. Yeah, and that's that kind of... I had that experience when it came to some of the Telltale Walking Dead stuff. I was watching PewDiePie play through the first two seasons of it, I think. Okay. And there were some decisions he made where I was like, man, I wanted you to pick the other thing. Right. You know, that, but that's with those choice-based narrative games, that's how you're supposed to play them. You're supposed to play them by making the choices you want to make to drive the narrative along. Right. So when the new season came out, the, the most recent season came out, I was like, I'm just going to play this myself because some of the decisions he made completely changed the story. And I'm like, dude. And we'll change the story going forward. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to play not just the new season, but all the other previous seasons to see what it, what would have happened if I gotten to pick what I wanted to pick. So in that case, it was beneficial. The whole watching someone play a game because the end goal of me buying the game was still accomplished, but and it doesn't right. always happen like that in every case. So, and it was like the same thing with God of War. I watched the first maybe hour of it on somebody's let's play. I don't remember whose, and it looked awesome. And I wanted to get a general vibe of if I could handle it, if I would like it. And once I decided, yes, I think I like this game, I stopped watching so that I could experience it for myself. Sure. I think of, I think of like, you were talking about Walking Dead Telltale games. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about like Walking Dead, the the TV show. When I was, I'm not really as, as heavy into Walking Dead as I used to be. But when that show was really in its heyday, like I I would say pre-Negan and like right when Negan came, I would stay off of social media. If anybody would say anything about Walking Dead, I would stay away from it. Because you can't experience that again. Once once you know how or whatever the reveal is or, you know, whatever happens, once you know that thing, it's done. Like that show will always end the same way every time. There is no yeah. different path. There's nothing. But when you're playing a game, nine times out of ten with a narrative game, especially with modern narrative games, it's sort of a choose your own adventure kind of deal, especially with these deep, rich single player experiences where you may not have this item that makes it easier or, you know, you may have to go a different route or you may lose this character or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Every playthrough can be unique in some way, shape or fashion. So there is a little bit of replayability, you know, even to a single player game, whereas with a movie or even a book, like it, it, it's, it's going to read or watch the same way every time. Yeah. And, and then it kind of gets into the territory of, okay, so we're going to watch a stream of say, for example, God of war, God of war is a pretty linear game. It's going to end how it's going to end. So that's like a one for some people, I'm not saying everybody, for some people, it's a one-time thing, but then you have multiplayer games where you could stream, you could play where there's always going to be a different ending you don't know what it's going to be. They're going to have new DLCs. They're going to have new yeah. whatever's in there to like enhance the multiplayer experience. You could cough up a bunch of coins and get some loot boxes and be on a whole different level. Right. So that's kind of where I think like this whole quote unquote fear of the death of single player games is kind of coming from is there's that whole high replayability of multiplayer games because that's what they're for. Well, and they even talk about loot boxes and microtransactions. And you look at the number one game in the world right now, Fortnite. Okay. It's, it's leading YouTube. It's the Fortnite channels are the number one growing channels on YouTube. It's the number one streamed game somehow managed to overtake league of legends, which was, you know, insurmountable. You, you just couldn't top it. Yeah. Fortnite comes along and does that. And the only thing that you can really buy in the game is just cosmetic junk. Like nothing in the game that you buy <laughs> makes it any better because you find all the weapons out there. 
So you get a different parachute that lets you float down. You buy dances. You buy, you know, uniforms and, you know, clothing. It's a paper doll thing. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about, I think I read an article this week that said that kids at school are getting bullied by Fortnite dances. Like a group of what? kids around one kid and do the, a Fortnite dance around the, the kid. And it's or something? Bullying. Yeah. And it's <laughs> bullying the kid and the teachers are complaining about it and stuff. I don't, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this or not, but we did a VBS, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a month, month or so ago. And the kid, there's one of the kids on the, on the stage, he, there was like a special dance breakdown or whatever. And he was doing the floss like during the breakdown <laughs> and he was doing the worm on stage and all that stuff. But it's because of the popularity of Fortnite that, People are even doing that. You go anywhere in the world and you're going to see people doing the floss. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw a video of a grandma doing it the other day and I was like, well, just <laughs> it's fun. It's funny to watch your grandma try and do this stuff. But that's part of the multiplayer experience that Fortnite is becoming the topic in everything. It, it, it is transcended gaming. We're now having really dumb conversations about the violence in Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> in Fortnite. I mean, I feel like the people that are talking about this don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know? um, That's what I get to. They were also, they were talking about the addictive nature of Fortnite. I can tell you with great certainty, there's nothing inherently addicting about Fortnite. I find myself wanting to play, me personally, wanting to play more Mario Tennis than I do Fortnite. If I lose in Fortnite, I don't really care. I'm not that good at it. It's whatever. If I lose in Mario Tennis, I get real ragey and I have to really <laughs> calm myself and repeat back the fruit of the spirit and all sorts of stuff. Like I got to really get in the zone. Um, Fortnite doesn't do it for me. So moms and dads, grandmas, grandpas, whatever, there is nothing inherently addicting about Fortnite. Um, yeah, it's one of those like, there was another article about some, this kid who like just played so much Fortnite, didn't get up to go to the bathroom, like peed their pants and people were all outraged about Fortnite being so addictive, but it's like, why didn't you just like go to the bathroom? <laughs> why didn't you pause or, or, you know, I mean, really, I, I was so mad at my parents when they did this, when I was a kid, I was like, this is so unfair and I will never forgive you. But now looking back on it, it made a lot of sense. They had this whole, okay, if you want to play games, you can have an hour, whatever the time was, an hour per day, and you can spend it how you want or something. Sure. At the heart, really, anything can be addictive. I mean, and with oh, Fortnite yeah. being like fun and free, free, I think yeah. is the key thing yeah, here because it makes it accessible to literally people who have zero dollars. Yeah. But want a game and have a whatever a console. Yeah, I mean, you you have these this this dichotomy, right? So you have these these battle royale games that are free to play and have high replayability. You get a hundred people in a match, you're never That's going so to stressful. have you're never ever ever going to have that match again. There is there's nothing quite unique like that. Um, that kind of aspect of just a churning player base. And you can put that into Call of Duty or Paladins or Overwatch or whatever. It's it's the same thing. You're going to have the same basic characters and, you know, roles and weapons and all sorts of stuff. But the, the experience itself will never be replicated. You can play the same map. That's Fortnite and PUBG. You play the same map over and over and over again. I know PUBG just got a new map. Really happy for them. But you play the <laughs> same thing over and over and over again. And so... People like that. Fortnite yeah. was it was not accepted at all when it first came out because it was it was a defense game. You were stopping hordes of zombies from coming and taking over your tower. And then they adopted the PUBG model and it yep. just exploded. For me when I think of those types of games, I don't really get that excited, but that's because I'm like an introvert story-driven gamer. So that's just, you know, I'm, I would say that I'm the minority in that with being a, a story driven gamer who doesn't care about multiplayer experience. Yeah. I, th I think the numbers point to that being true, and, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
If no, I had I'm to just, choose, I'm just saying like, that's why I don't, when I'm like Fortnite, what? I don't care. That's why I'm like that. If I had to choose between what I would consider just the mind numbingness of monotony, I'm, we're going to play the same map over and over and over again, just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like I, I get really burnt out on that real quick. But if I had to choose between that and playing a game that's rich in content, like uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out really soon, and I am crazy jazzed for that game because I remember the experience I had with Red Dead Redemption 1 and how long that story was and how much stuff there was to explore. And that game never got old to me, even after I beat it. Yeah. Then they came out with it, the Undead Nightmare expansion, which just opened the game up so much more and added so many more things, and they just went crazy with it. I think that we need more companies like Rockstar, and we need more companies like Bethesda that are going to mm-hmm. lean into the single-player model and not just let it get them down because, well, Fortnite's got more players or... They did all this stuff. Yeah, and that's like Bioware, who announced Anthem, their whole multiplayer thing. I'm super salty as a huge fan of Dragon Age and Mass Effect, but mostly I've been counting down the years until the next Dragon Age game. (laughs) And then they announced, they're like, oh, we're going to announce something. I'm like, my prayers have been answered. It's Dragon Age. You knew it was a Dragon Age. You knew it was a Dragon Age. I knew it was a Dragon Age. And then they're like, Anthem, multiplayer. I'm like, what? And it wasn't just me because I'm like, I can't be the only one salty. So I did some digging, right? Read some Twitter threads. Got on the Twitterverse, yep. Everybody was salty. They're like, well, what about Dragon Age? Like, what about this? Some people are going to like Anthem. It's It looks like it's going to be great. But the thing about Bioware games is that it's so narrative story relational within the game driven. Oh, yeah. And now they're doing something completely different. And now all the people are like, well, we don't really like multiplayer games that's why we play bioware games right that's why we play dragon age that's why we play mass effect although we won't mention andromeda we'll just focus on the other stuff <laughs> they fixed like a lot of it of come on now and and that's why the that fan base was so forgiving about mass effect andromeda because they're like we know it's bioware they've given us really great single player games in the past we'll be you know willing to overlook some stuff here right but then Anthem came and it was amazing how many people were not stoked. Yeah, so, I don't know. Like I, I I'm still I'm still pretty, pretty good to go on Anthem, but it's because I'm a communal gamer. So this is yeah. this is the weird spot that I fall in that I really don't want to play Fortnite. I mean, like I will play Fortnite the same way I'll play Call of Duty with people who want to play Call of Duty, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to play it. If I'm going to pick a, an experience, I want to play the zombies mode on Call of Duty, where it's four people working together to to do a story, to do a quest. Like I want to, I want to do, I want to go and do something. Yeah, I don't want to just get in the mindless shoot 'em ups. Yeah, and I think I think that Bioware is going to do a pretty good job at integrating the whole. We're going to have a multiplayer game. But we also want to have some of that narrative, some of that other stuff that we're no. I think they're going It'll to do a there. good job at incorporating there are quests it. for sure. It's just not like for me. I'm like, no, I want to introvert right now. I don't want to be speaking. Yeah, and I think that because <laughs> I, I think back to not that long ago, you know, you mentioned God of War, great game, mm-hmm. um, and ten I can out of only, ten, Kate's. I can only tell you that based on your review. And everybody else's review and the playthroughs. I didn't watch full playthroughs, but what I watched on Twitch and on Mixer, like people giving that game the publicity and for me to be able to see it because my PlayStation's broken. So I can't play the game. So like, this is how I have to experience that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and I think to, um, Detroit become human. Like I was talking a while ago about how there are just so many different paths to it. That game shows you (laughs) like, hey, you think you did it. You got 33% of the stuff that you needed to get in this playthrough. Yeah, there were a couple moments. Yeah, I had that moment where I'm like, I think I I found everything. That was pretty solid. And it was like an abysmal percentage. And I was genuinely shocked. Like, what? There's five different endings and I got one? (laughs) <laughs> I thought mine was pretty good, but maybe there's a better one. So then you go run it again. Oh no, that was a worse ending. Shoot. Right. Now I have to do it again. 
here's my thing. So single player games versus multiplayer, that's that's one thing. Now, single player games by themselves with Twitch. We've already said that Bethesda, you know, Bioware to some extent, Rockstar mm-hmm. to some extent, um, they are leaning in, specifically Bethesda, leaning into the single player experience. Now, I think it's really funny that Bethesda released that commercial that said, this is what we're doing. We're committed to giving you single player experiences. And then the next thing on their docket <laughs> is Fallout 76, which is yeah. a multiplayer version of Fallout, which is really what I've been asking for for years. Because what that means is that, Kate, you, Matt, and myself yeah. will get to play that game together. We'll get to mess around in the wasteland together. See, that might be kind of fun. See, it's when you have the right the right people to play with, it's fun. But at the same time, Bethesda really leans heavy into single player. Like that's their bread and butter. And mm-hmm. they do it really, really, really well. We've talked about them a lot. They're Elder Scrolls and they do the ESO, Elder Scrolls Online. I don't really think it's as good as, you know, say a Morrowind or a Skyrim or something like that. But You've got that. You've got the Doom campaign. Now, Doom does have a multiplayer aspect. I really don't think it's as good as the single-player campaign. Um, you've got uh, Wolfenstein, which is just, my gosh, it just lights out. That game is so freaking good. Um, and, and, and they're just they're leaning into this stuff. We mentioned Fallout. They're doing all of this stuff, and they're doing it so well. I don't think we're going to see a huge veer off of the single-player campaign with them. But for me personally, the games that I that I like to consume on YouTube or Twitch or whatever, the games that I like to consume that way are The Walking Sims because I have little yeah. to no patience for that kind of gameplay. Oh, I watched Firewatch. That was oh, one yeah. I watched another playthrough of. There, I don't think I could have gotten through that one on my own, but I'm glad that I watched someone else do it. Firewatch, Life is Strange, like those kinds of games. For me, I've tried to play those and I just... I watched Life is Strange too. Yeah. You're reminding me of all kinds of other things that I watched that I forgot. Well, I mean, and we've talked about it before, whatever that game was that you played that had zero talking in it. Oh, Virginia? That was a good game. Yeah. So like that stuff, I just, (laughs) meh, I'm all right. The Walking Dead, a lot of the Telltale stuff, you know, to me, I... (sighs) I'm not really super interested in spending multiple hours just sitting around and walking around and looking at all the different things that there are to look at. I would really just rather watch somebody else play through it because it kind of just watches like a movie for me. Which they do watch like movies and interact like movies. And I mean, for somebody who like Firewatch was a little slow for me. And I I usually can handle slow. Firewatch was too slow. But I'm glad I watched it, but I didn't really want to. There was nothing in it that made me want to go play it myself. Same thing with Life is Strange. When I watched it, I'm like, I want to play it. Then it was a free download and I didn't even make it through <laughs> the free thing. So I'm like, mm, just, uh, I don't know. We'll see. So then you have, you know, like uh, Stephanie Don Skiles over, yeah. you know, our, our friends over at Game Chat. And they, th- these are the kind of games that they love. I mean, they mm-hmm. play this stuff out. This is their thing. And they love, this is how they love to consume this kind of content is to play through it and to think and to, to find all the things and, you know, try and complete it. And then they get together and they talk about it. Um, for me, I feel like I can participate in those kinds of conversations after watching a Let's Play or, you know, whatever. But here's, here's what I say. Here's the, here's the thing that I have to say about this. Knowing that that's how I consume the content and knowing that that's how other people do and that it's hurting people that I love, like Ryan and Amy Green, what I propose to the industry is to charge for the watches. Mm. Like if, if I'm going to watch it, I, I should have to pay for that. I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know why we're not having to pay for it right now. I wanted to watch Ready Player One on Apple TV last night. It's going to cost me $14 to buy it from Apple TV. I don't get to watch yeah. that for free. Why do I get to watch the games for free? Like, how has that become a thing? I don't understand that. I'm very happy for our content creators that we have in the community. And I know that 
they probably don't think that people should be able to have to pay for it because if they had to pay for it, then content creation would take a serious nosedive. And that's a lot of people's bread and butter. I get that. But much like Nintendo, not that long ago, cracked down really hard on using their content for other people to make money and for them not to get kickback on it. I kind of think that that Dragon Cancer and other indies and even AAA titles, if they are single player experiences, single player experiences, I think that we should probably probably have to, to pay to watch that. Here's one reason why I find myself watching Let's Plays and like other stuff on YouTube is for God of War, I didn't want to drop 60 bucks on a game that I wasn't sure that I was going to like. I think that's a lot of why I watch some of the stuff and it's like, okay, I think I'm going to like it. But I think the the victims of it are the indie Oh, studios yeah. are the indie like a triple a if i watch a playthrough of god of war they're not going to be like yeah those that one view is like really hurting guys <laughs> right. whereas like an indie game like that dragon cancer is like man you know that sucks yeah so there's no right oh it's just a weird topic i, I really feel there's like there's no like cut and dry wrong or right answer it's just kind of like i really feel like it okay. could be curated it could really be curated same way that Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever. You have a streaming service that you view that only has game content. That's mm-hmm. all it is, whether it's live or pre-recorded or whatever. Doesn't matter. And when you subscribe to it, you, you know it's $14 a month or whatever it is for you to watch unlimited gaming Doesn't- content. Twitch has some kind of like subscriber thing. I don't really know the details Twitch of it. Twitch does have like subscribers, it? but it, it goes to it goes to Amazon and it goes to uh, the streamer. The money doesn't oh, go back to okay. doesn't go back to the the actual content creator yeah. developer. Gotcha. You know, it, it goes to whomever the streamer is. So it's really like, you know, we're peddling other people's stuff so that we can make money. We're Dunder Mifflin yeah. Paper Company. Yeah, basically pretty much the people, persons, paper, people, <laughs> people, persons, paper, people. Yeah. Um, but guy, I mean, I don't really know what else there is to say on this. I mean, I, Me I feel either. like I feel like we've kind of hit the cap. There's a glass ceiling on this conversation. And I think we've we hit the point where we're about to start talking in circles. Um, yeah, we've discussed everything that needs to be discussed. We've said all the words. So yeah. let us know what you think. This is this is a big deal. Some of you guys are streamers and I like watching you. I like watching other streamers. So I'm I do truly think that we should pay for it and by we I mean me. I think that people like me should pay for this content and whatever it is, the subscription service that I've just made up in my brain space. And I don't know. I, 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 you guys tell me what you think. Let us know in the comment section below on this episode's post on our Facebook group and Love Thy Nerd. I'm genuinely interested in what you guys have to say on this. Kate, this is a great topic. Thank you for bringing this up. Um, You're welcome. And this one, I actually did think up myself. <laughs> Last week's was a suggestion from someone else. This was, I actually thought this one up. Yeah, I, so. you don't have to clarify at all. Really was. Well, guys, that's that's going to do it for this episode, episode 15 of the Free Play Podcast. Uh, Be sure to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and really anywhere else that podcasts are found. And guys, if we are not where you listen to podcasts, please contact me, Bubba at lovethynerd.com. I'll do what I can to get us on there. We are one half of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network, so please be sure to go out and check out Humans of Gaming. They just released another episode. Uh, I think it was on last Friday or Saturday. Great episode with the developer of The Fall and The Fall 2. You're going to want to go and listen to that. It's really great. Drew and Chris did a great job with that one. I love listening to that podcast. And make sure that you go and subscribe to it while you're there. They're also on all of the platforms that I just mentioned. So you can either search Love Thy Nerd or Humans of Gaming, and that should pop up for you. If you're not already part of our Facebook group, as I previously mentioned, make sure you just change that right now. It's not that hard. Go and search Love Thy Nerd, and you're going to find two things. You're going to find our Facebook page, and you're also going to find the group. So like the page and join the group. It's closed, but don't worry about that. That's just to keep robots and stuff like that out. 
Um, yeah. We're also on the social media. We're not really doing anything yet. 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 Yes. Kate's in charge of that. Like we said, she's our chief social media nerd. I don't know that we actually said that at the top of the podcast. No, we, I think we did, did but I'm doing that? it. I don't remember. It was too long ago. Yeah. But I am working. Yeah. No, so you've got a lot. In, you've got a lot working. You're, I am the, working. The wheels it's just are not turning. There yet, but soon. It's coming. It's coming. Soon. Coming. Soon. TM. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Love Thy Nerd. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us on this episode. And once again, I'm Bubba Stalkup. I'm Matt Warmbier. My baby was crying, so I left. And I'm Kate Kotowaki. When did Matt come back? Oh, that okay, that was Kate. Yeah. <laughs> That voice wasn't accurate. That's oh, not how man. his voice sounds. <laughs> oh, no, you nailed it. That was great. That was, it, You sounded more like him than he does. Well, that's going to do it for us. We'll catch you next week. And remember, Jesus loves you, nerd. You have been listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. Be sure to rate and review the show and share on all the social media. Oh, guys. So sorry about that. I'm back. Hello? Bubby? Kaka? Hello? Oh, mother...